0: Hello, YouTube Creators Hub Podcast. You guys are my favorite podcast on YouTube marketing, which I thought I already knew quite a bit about and found out there was a lot more to learn, and you brought that. So I want to say thank you, and thank you for your inspiration on Project Ideas. But I have a question, a request. I recently switched from Android Pocket Casts over to player.fm for listening to podcasts. Player.fm is also Android. Anyway, I can't find you on there, so I can't put you in my regular cycle of podcast listening. I did go to their website, and on a sort of like request page, I put down that I hope they add you to their lineup. So do you think it's possible, and this is my question or request, that I will be able to find and listen to YouTube Creators Hub podcast on player.fm welcome to the youtube creators hub podcast where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time we cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. My name is Dusty, the host of this wonderful show. What you just heard there uh, before this opening was Buckley. I really appreciate the kind words there, Buckley. Uh, Also, he asked if the podcast was going to be on over at player.fm. Just another way to kind of distribute podcast and another platform. And just so you know, Buckley, I have sent them my RSS feed and I also sent them my iTunes link. And I've been chatting with a few guys over there and the podcast should be live on that platform very soon. If you're wondering how Buckley, um, left me a voicemail for the podcast. You can do that as well. With any questions that you may have, go to our website youtubecreatorshub.com. On the right-hand side, it'll say send in a question or submit a question for the podcast. Click that link, record your question, and then you might can, you know, have your question featured on the show as well. Uh today is the 28th. Yes, the 28th of September 2016. I'm super excited about this week's guest. I cannot wait for you guys to dive into the value that they have for you. But before we Do that, I want to remind you that this show is brought to you by TubeBuddy. T U B E B U D D Y. Now, TubeBuddy is the tool that helps you make your YouTube life easier. So, instead of telling you what TubeBuddy can do, I want to promote a podcast that I do in tandem with the TubeBuddy folks. It's called TubeBuddy Express. It's another YouTube show, uh, not an interview based show. It's about an 8 to 12 minute episode every Friday of an actionable tip that you can use to help you with your YouTube career or whatever you're wanting to do on YouTube. Like last week I talked about how to set up like a YouTube checklist for every time you upload a video what to do before what to do during and what to do after that's just an example we've talked about youtube networks we've talked about youtube monetization we've talked about so much good stuff over there again the name of the show is tube buddy express i'll put all of those links in the show notes so guys i do want to let you know if you haven't already go on over to itunes and subscribe because if you do that or not even on itunes maybe google play or wherever you listen to our podcast because if you do that every time we upload a new episode it'll come in your podcast So if you need to know how to do that, go to YouTube, you know, YouTube, how to subscribe to a podcast. Very, very simple. Uh, Also, you can leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. The show has been growing tremendously Uh, out of all the podcasts that I do. This one's been growing the fastest. Uh, I really think there is a need and a desire for YouTube material and the form of this show of interviewing creators who've been doing this for a long amount of time and talking with them about their journey is just the perfect little format for this type of content. So I really appreciate you guys helping me grow this show. Uh, I believe last time I checked, we were right at uh, 72 in the business and marketing category on iTunes. That may not sound like a lot, but there are over, you know, thousands of podcasts in each category. So uh, to be in the top 100 is definitely a feat. And I want to continue to grow and see us move up that list. Don't forget to visit our website, our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, I do want to give a shout out to the $5 a month patrons. Uh, If you want to do that, you can go on over to our Patreon page, uh, you know, decide to donate $5 each month, I will shout out your name. So this month, we have Adam Riley, and we also have Nathaniel Rett. Nathaniel's been d- uh, doing it now for a long amount of time. So I really appreciate these folks who are going over there, throwing a couple dollars, helping the light stay on here at the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. So without any more rambling on from me, let's jump into this week's interview. All right, guys, I am so excited today to be joined by Trevor James. He is the host of the Food Ranger YouTube channel. He is a food enthusiast currently living in Chengdu, Sichuan. Now how do you how do you say uh,
1: where you live, Trevor? That's Sichuan. Sichuan, Sichuan. province.
0: All right. So I knew I was going to mess it up. So I definitely, I want to ask him so I get it right. He makes videos about food in China and throughout Asia and currently has over 200,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. He loves chatting with the locals in his videos in Mandarin Chinese and has a passion for discovering new foods and meeting new people while engaging his audience on YouTube. Trevor, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. thanks. It's good to be here. Absolutely. I'm so excited
0: to uh, to chat with you. And through the power of the internet, you and I are across the world from each other but are able to uh, talk about something that we're both passionate about. So, if you would, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and how you got started on YouTube?
1: Sure. yeah, my name's Trevor, and thank you for the thanks for the nice introduction there. I'm living in Chengdu, Sichuan, which is, the land of spicy food and I've moved here to, to show the food around Asia and the whole world to my audience. It's a lot of fun. My, my goals are to, to show people that it's easy to travel and try new foods and basically give them a full travel experience from, from home, wherever they are in the world.
0: Now, what made what made you want to get started on YouTube and do the Food Ranger YouTube channel as far as like were you already in China and you were just like, "Oh my gosh, I want to start making videos about food, you know, something that I'm very passionate about?" What what was the start of the channel?
1: It actually started before I moved abroad. When I was in Canada, I was I hadn't graduated from university yet, and I was just thinking of ideas because I've always loved travel and food. I've always loved traveling and things and meeting new people. And I was thinking of, of ways to, to show that to the world. And I've always had a a real love for photography and videography. And I thought, hey, if I can connect all of those into one thing, it would be great. And I, I've always found China and Asia to be very, very fun and exciting. There's so many unexplored things to try here. And it's just, it's just a blast living over here, really. So. I thought it would be good to make a, a YouTube channel to show people what it's all about.
0: And did you have any history in video editing or video creation before you started the YouTube channel?
1: A little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't professional in any sense. It was just kind of like me casually filming stuff and a personal YouTube channel, which I just uploaded like small three minute videos, mainly for my friends. And I've never I never really had any goals to make that big or anything, but that was what kind of got me interested in it and, and having fun with it.
0: Now, can you briefly exp- explain to our audience what your YouTube channel is about, The Food Ranger? What what at, what kind of content are you producing on there on a weekly basis?
1: It's all about food and travel. So, people that love delicious food and exciting food, things that they've never seen before, they come there to have an entertaining experience. I try to make it, I try to fill it with, with local people as well because If it was just me, I think it would be as engaging as if there's a local or or locals. So I usually try to speak Chinese to the local people that I'm with, and that brings the the content level up a little higher, the entertainment value. I I think so. Yeah. So it's all about good food and, and people, really.
0: Now, whenever I have anyone on this show, I always try to do my due diligence. I call it my uh, reconnaissance, a little research on the person and their channel. So uh, whenever I went to your YouTube channel, on the front page there, you've got your list of videos there on your homepage. uh, And you do a great job with your thumbnails uh, of branding your content. But the one that stood out to me was the Suckling Pig Hot Pot. And I clicked on that just because it was intriguing to me. Uh, the thumbnail really grabbed my attention and I clicked on it and I watched the video, uh, and you get a, a, great sense of culture and kind of what's going on in a place that a lot of us have never been. Uh, and me being a person who, um, I like to, to stay fit and with fitness and all of that good stuff. So I'm very intrigued and interested with food. So I went through and I binge watched a bunch of your videos and it's very interesting, uh, the different aspects of China and the different uh, aspects of their culture that you're able to bring with your videos. So let's talk about your YouTube channel as a business for, for a minute, Trevor, what are you doing as far as like, how are you monetizing your content? And how do you see YouTube as part of your business
1: so yeah youtube is is right now it's currently my main source of revenue it's all it's basically all through through the ads right now and I have a thorough um, traffic redirection system to direct traffic to a newsletter or to sell product or merchandise, which is what I'm currently working on but mainly right now yeah uh, ad revenue is my main source of income and uh, yeah i'm I'm glad you found that the the content content was fun, and the thumbnail was engaging that suckling out was delicious
0: <laughs> so speaking of like products and things like that that you're working on, I see that you also have a patreon page and and obviously you're getting the 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 monetization you know from the Google Adsense program on your YouTube videos. What have you found to be the best ways to you know gain an audience and grow a channel in a short amount of time?
1: definitely through keyword research and tagging and thumbnails i know that's that's probably what everyone says but it really works if if you can create a engaging video with a with a high audience retention so like if i create a video with 70 retention or 60% audience retention and i've tagged it really well and it's over 10 12 minutes long i find that that's a good length these days i think youtube might have changed their algorithm but over 10 12 minutes long with with a high audience retention a really interesting thumbnail and good keywords for example for me i found chinese street food or street food or asian street food those those words if you can create a video that has a high retention with those words for, for me it ranks really well and i get a lot of cold traffic to my videos that, that way
0: so for those people out there listening and they're wondering, what do you mean by keyword research? What's your process when you're going through and you're researching for specific uh, small or long-term keywords for your videos? So,
1: well, first of all, I, I think of things that I'm interested in, and then I try to, to incorporate the videos around those. So for example, if I'm making a video about, uh, well, it's always about food or, or travel. So if I'm making a video about I use a couple different tools, I use uh, vidIQ and I also have TubeBuddy and I will uh, I will plug those keywords into there and I'll see, it, gives, it just gives you a whole bunch of suggestions and ideas and then I can sort of think of titles through that. So for example, if I did one about noodles, I would think of something like, um, something interesting, a title that's interesting but also one that has the keywords. So maybe best noodles in China. Um, And then I would also throw in the word Chinese. So for example, best noodles in Beijing, China, and then a little line, Chinese street food. And then you're hitting quite uh, quite a few keywords. You've got China, you've got Chinese, you've got street, you've got noodles, you've got best could maybe even throw in the word try because people search for try a lot, right? Um, so it's all about that. And then if, if if you rank well for one of those high competition keywords, I find that, that there'll be a lot of cold traffic coming to your videos.
0: Many of my guests, Trevor, have talked about how important it is to incorporate uh, relevant keywords to your videos uh, in the description, in the titles, and sometimes even uh, on top of the thumbnail. What are you doing as far as like, how are you incorporating those keywords once you've researched and found the specific keywords that you want to utilize for a specific video? I usually
1: make sure I put the keywords in the front of the description and throughout the description, as well as the title and the tags. And the thumbnail, I find, I mean, for me, I just try and have a a clickable thumbnail. Most of my thumbnails lately don't have, the picture tells the whole thing. But I did use I did used to have quite a lot of text on my thumbnails. But lately, I've just been doing picture thumbnails with no text, and I've been getting great, uh, great results.
0: Yeah, I think the thumbnail, when it comes to the process of creating a thumbnail, you want to think of it as the you know the the doorway to your video, and you know people are not going to be reading the thumbnail; they're going to be reading the title whenever they're searching for a video and the, the video that I mentioned earlier, specifically the suckling pig hot pot video, you titled that video Chinese street food market and the best suckling pig chicken. But what really drew me to that video was not the title, it was the actual picture that you had on the thumbnail. And I think that a lot of times people have to understand if you're wanting to create YouTube content and grow your channel and get people to watch and click on your videos, obviously you've gotta have good content once they go and watch your video, but if you wanna get them there in the first place, the thumbnail is a great doorway to do that. And by creating uh, just very interesting and intriguing thumbnails that will just make people, whenever they're searching for a video and they're scrolling down the search list and they see that video thumbnail, it'll make them think to themselves, okay, I'm really interested what this video is about just because of the picture in the thumbnail. Have you seen that drive a lot of traffic to your videos?
1: Hugely. I think the thumbnail is definitely one of the most important things. I was, last summer I was on a trip to India and I made I made a few videos in India and was a Mumbai street food video. And I found a, a great, great area to film. And the video was 12 minutes long and it had a pretty good retention and I tagged it right. But I found the perfect photo for the thumbnail. It was this guy sitting on the street with a huge, huge pot of oil baking these uh, sweet cakes. And it just looked as that. It really, I felt like it really intrigued people and made people curious so they want to click it and and that video in in 2 months it now has over 2 million views so i think that worked
0: absolutely a thumbnail is definitely a great way to get people and drive people to your content. And, and one last thing that I'll say about the thumbnails is make sure that the thumbnail is relevant to the content. You don't want to put uh, clickbait on your thumbnail. YouTube frowns upon that uh, very much so uh, as well as other people will never come back to watch any of your content uh, if you drive them to a video through a thumbnail that has no relation to what the video is about. So remember that when you're also working with thumbnails as well. Now let's transition over to uh, a little bit of advice maybe uh, from you, Trevor. What is something that you wish so someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube
1: to be to just try to push more content out and try to be less careful and 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 actually a huge one is just to take all the comments with a grain of salt because there's always going to be people that uh, you that leave a negative comment I mean 99% of the comments are, are great but sometimes when you have a lot of comments coming in, there's going to be somebody that uh, that you didn't didn't like it, and I used to take that personally, but now I just try to keep really positive. And if it's constructive criticism, I I really love it, but on YouTube, you know how it is. There's there's sometimes a lot of Negativity.
0: Yeah, you have to sift through that stuff and understand that it's not personal. Uh, these people, a lot of times, they're just miserable with their life and they have nothing better to do than to, uh, to uh, go on people's videos on YouTube and just leave them uh, really hurtful comments and things that uh, normally people wouldn't say in person. But there are some great ways to use comments uh, that I've found, to be honest with you. What I've been doing lately is to uh, basically crowdsource a lot of my video ideas and go into my comments section of my videos and see what my audience, the people who are going and, and they're actually taking time out to comment on my videos and, and one of the things that I found to be uh, to work for me and to be successful is to basically answer the questions via video form uh, from the comment section and people who are telling me hey you know you could be doing this or I wish you would have uh, maybe done this specific thing in the video this way so you you, you need to take constructive criticism well and you can't uh, you know get your feelings hurt so easily but have to understand that you need to ignore uh, the people who are just trying to be hurtful so I completely agree with that now. Speaking of the tools of the trade, Trevor, are there any YouTube tools, equipment, hardware, software, internet resource that you use on a weekly basis that you just could not live without?
1: I I do love the the paid ad buddy and vidIQ. I love using those for for keyword research to see how well the video ranks. And yeah, I find those tools are great. Um, You're talking, are you talking about any camera equipment or just mainly stuff on the desk here. No,
0: yeah, camera equipment, audio equipment, whatever you use on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, I think that my lav mic is a real game changer. It it allows me to place good background music on my videos because with a shotgun mic, background noise is a lot louder, whereas with a shotgun mic, it usually just picks up, or, I mean, sorry, with a lav mic, it usually just picks up your voice. So I can place music on my videos and it, it has a much that way. With With the other mics, not so.
0: Now, explain to the audience what a lav mic is.
1: So, yeah, a uh, mic that you put, and I use a a Zoom H1 audio recorder in my pocket that that mic connects to, record it through there, and then I sync it in post-processing with the audio from the camera. And that way, actually, it's good for me because then I have audio from the camera, which I use a shotgun mic, the Rode Mic Pro, which has great sound as well. So if I'm filming somebody cooking, I've got great sound there. And then if I'm using my lav mic with my voice, I've got great sound there. So I have two, two choices for audio in every video.
0: Now, when you're producing a video and you're on site, and obviously a lot of your videos are going to be obviously not in your studio, they're going to be out and about uh, in the field per se is what I like to say. What's your process with setting up your equipment and getting good quality when a lot of times you can't really control the elements?
1: I just shoot, I really just shoot run and gun and yeah, just go out there and shoot. I just try and shoot as much footage footage as I can and try to make it crisp and clean and in focus, try to get the exposure right. I shoot in manual and I use a Canon 70D so I can control the exposure myself and yeah I always just try and get as much footage as possible and I always try to get out to somewhere interesting I think for me that's the most important thing just get out somewhere interesting somewhere exciting with lots of people somewhere with lots of action somewhere where something is happening, and that way it's entertaining for people.
0: Someone like you, Trevor, who's had a channel now for a while, but it, it seems to me, looking at your channel history, that, that you've grown the channel uh, fairly quickly. What do you think you can attest that to? Why, why do you think your channel has grown so quickly, and what are some of the things that you've done, other than the keyword research and the thumbnails, obviously, but what have you done uh, on your side to, to help and, and make sure that your channel continues to grow at the rate that, it, that it's been growing at?
1: I try to make the videos fun and entertaining. I try to always be positive in the videos so that people like the host, right? And I try to make them full of action. I always, like I was saying, I try to keep them full of action so people are entertained and then that way that increases the audience retention and then that way the videos get suggested. And if they get suggested, then you're going to get views and then you're going to get subscribers. In the videos, with links to subscribe and I also in the description in the first two lines of the, every single description of my video I have a link to subscribe and a link to my Instagram so I can drive traffic through there and I also sometimes I'll add a comment as well saying something so people see that it's an actual if they've just stumbled there they might not see it as a channel they might just see it as a video not somebody's personal channel right but if they see my comment As the highest upvoted comment there, they'll say, oh, hey, this is an actual channel. I can subscribe.
0: Yeah. Consistency and communication I found to be the two best things when it comes to actually, you know, being able to convert viewers into subscribers, which is what we all want, right? We want to convert the person who comes and finds our video through search. We want them to either go back to our channel page, watch more of our videos and then subscribe or go directly to the channel page and subscribe there from the video as well. So there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. I think that putting a comment on all of your videos is a great idea. I have found recently, uh, I'm using some tools via TubeBuddy. Obviously, disclaimer, TubeBuddy is a sponsor of this show. They've got great tools over there, so I'm not going to really uh, delve into that anymore. Uh, I don't think I have to. I think Trevor's done a great job explaining it here, the tools that they provide to help you with keywords and a bunch of other things to make your life easier on YouTube. But being able to go in and comment on your videos is a, um, a great way. And YouTube by the time this episode is released, everybody should probably have this feature, but YouTube is releasing a new community tab, which is going to be on everybody's YouTube page. It's going to be kind of like a blog right on your YouTube page, a way for you to initiate uh, conversation directly uh, on your YouTube channel page. So just another great feature from YouTube. That's going to be rolling out in the next few weeks uh, as of recording of this episode. So I definitely agree with that. Now, when we're talking advice and different things like that, Trevor, what's one piece of advice that you would give someone who's wanting to start or grow their YouTube
1: channel? Try and find something entertaining and engaging and, and interesting to the viewer or create something valuable. Have, create a You have to either create entertainment or a resource for somebody or, or both. And if you have both, that's even better. So something somebody can use or something entertained watching. And if you do that, then you'll get you'll get viewers.
0: Yeah, there are many different types of videos on YouTube, you know, but they they all normally fall under a, a couple or a few categories, whether it be DIY or tutorial, instructional, value content, helping someone uh, get from point A uh, to point Z on how to do something, or it's just pure entertainment, right? Whether you're watching game replays or whether you're watching uh, a comedian on YouTube, or you might be watching a tutorial, which is like my channel. A lot of times it's it's educational based, so uh, you know you need to find your niche, your space, and start creating content from that now trevor let's talk about you for a minute in particular as a creator what are your strengths and weaknesses when it comes to creating youtube content
1: i find it it's sometimes difficult to keep up with the schedule if i'm especially if i'm doing a uh, a longer video maybe a 20 minute video with you know 10 or 15 different foods it's it's a lot of time for editing you know if you're if you're in it for the long term sometimes sometimes you, you need to have motivation. You need to, if you do videos outdoors, you need to get out and do videos. If you do videos indoors, you have to really make sure you're always motivated. And Strength is, is motivation, but maybe one of my weaknesses is uh, just keeping up sometimes when it gets really busy. I, I get overwhelmed. It's, uh, it's a lot of work to keep, keep the, the videos coming on schedule
0: how do you manage all of that as far as like your ideas that you have for videos? I always find this answer interesting when I talk to creators, do you have a content calendar or do you just kind of go by the seat of your pants or how do you process all of the ideas? Or maybe if you have a drought where you may not have ideas for videos, how do you keep the content consistent? Because I, I believe, and I think you would agree as well. One of the keys to growing a successful channel on, on YouTube is the consistency of your content. So what do you do? What do you do when dealing with, uh, Uh, creating content uh, on a consistent basis?
1: I I have a a big whiteboard and I write down all my ideas. And for me, since I'm in the the food and travel niche, I I rarely run out of ideas because living in China, there's so much stuff. And if I just get out and I go explore, there's usually usually something to shoot. I just have to find a way to shoot it in an entertaining way. So yeah, I write everything on a board and I don't, necessarily have a content calendar I do kind of just go with the flow I could probably improve in that essence (laughs) and yeah I I just try and get out and shoot a lot of vloggers are doing that now they just they just kind of shoot their daily life right but for me I'm kind of in the middle I I try to I try to make it natural but I also try to make sure there's something of content in the video that I'm going to go shoot
0: so Trevor, what's next for your YouTube channel? You know you've surpassed two hundred thousand subscribers. You're on your way to a million. What do you think is next for you and the growth of your channel? And what kind of ideas do you have to to continue uh, succeeding on the path that you're going on now?
1: For my YouTube channel, I just want to keep. I just want to keep keep going, keep growing, keep making bigger and better videos, longer videos, and I eventually want to create a path from doing more more projects related to food and travel but not necessarily on on YouTube, like more writing and creating resources and merchandise for for people that are going to be traveling to Asia. I want to do more writing and guides and maybe sell some t-shirts and I think YouTube with the traffic that this channel is getting now, I can can do that uh, in the future.
0: Yeah, using YouTube as a catalyst and a tool to uh, to distribute your products and services is a fantastic way to monetize and make money and create a business from YouTube outside of, obviously, the, the native Google AdSense platform. So in closing, let me ask you this, Trevor. If you had to recommend only one food from China that that people had to try, you only had one that you could give them as a suggestion, what would that food item be?
1: one i would probably recommend my favorite red oil mouth-numbing wontons they are they are magical you've got these wontons in a in a bowl that's it's called ganban so there's the chili oil on the bottom it's dry there's a little bit of sichuan peppercorn in there and you mix it up and you coat these wontons in this silky hot chili oil And then when you bite into it, they're just juicy, and your mouth gets a slight numbing sensation from the Sichuan peppercorn. It's it's really nice.
0: Well, if I'm ever uh, anywhere where I can get that, I'm definitely going to try it on your recommendation. So, Trevor, thanks again for joining us today. Can you let our audience know where they can find you on the Internet?
1: For sure. You can search YouTube for The Food Ranger.
0: Go check him out on YouTube, The Food Ranger. Again, um, he has grown his channel uh, to large numbers, getting huge views each and every day, each and every month. So uh, definitely go check him out. Listen to what he said in this podcast. Some great value there. Uh, Trevor, thank you again. All of his links will be in the show notes. And
1: uh, Trevor, we'll talk to you later. Thank you so much, Dusty.